Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. I tell you what, Brian, we have a show tonight that I think a lot of lives are going to be changed. There's a lot of information will be given out tonight if you have your pen and a pad ready. Just sit tight. We have a wonderful, wonderful, and powerful guest. And, Brian, mm-hmm. you know, the last time he was on our show, I received text messages from some of my friends that said, you know what, the guy that you had on the show last night, he was so energetic. I could hear it in his voice that he really loves to help people. He really loves to help others. Yeah, you know, I, I, rem- I recall that show, and there was a lot of passion in what he was saying, and you could you could actually see him in your mind's eye yes. saying these things because you could just feel how he, you know, right through the phone lines, mm. how he felt and how emotional he w- was with, you know, the thing that we're going to talk about tonight. You know, and, and I, I just, I, I'm smiling here now because, you know, I, I can actually vividly remember that, and I was, sitting back just jumping up and down in my chair, and I'm like, wow, you know, this is some good information. Yeah. It, it, you know? It, Brian, if our, if our listeners don't get, uh, if they don't jump up out of their chair, if they don't do something tonight, if they don't get energized or something, something's wrong. I think they need to get checked, Brian. <laughs> I, I, I do. Something is definitely wrong. If you if you can't feel his energy, uh, whatever Brian brings him on in a little bit, something is definitely wrong. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, I've been starting off uh, our last couple of shows by reminding everybody about the perils and the devastation in Haiti. And I just want to remind people that, you know, a lot of the hype about what happened has sort of died down. And, you know, there's not as many people talking about it. But you have to still remember that there's still a lot of people missing. A lot of families are hurting. There are a lot of children that still haven't been fed or haven't had a good bath. So when you're thinking about that while you're sitting at home listening to us on, or over your phone or on your computer, you know, just ponder how blessed you are. And then try to do something, whether it's, you know, just to give some old clothes you're not going to wear again or maybe donate a couple dollars here or donate to a food bank that's going to send food over, you know, do something, you know, because those people really need it. And, you know, it just, it's, it, it actually shocks me when I hear people say, well, I haven't done anything yet, but I'm going to do it. You know, I mean, going to do it isn't feeding those little babies over there that are starving. What? You know, and so I don't want to get too emotional about this because it, it's something that just pierce, pierces me right at the heart, you know, and, Let's go ahead and bring in our guest. Okay. And it, before I bring him on, I, I want you all to engage the power of emotional intelligence to create your positive change in your life, everywhere, all the time. See, we've experienced all these emotions and how emotions can be challenging and delightful. The trick is to be smart with feelings. Emotional intelligence is the essential ingredient to do so. And tonight's guest, Mr. Michael Cooper, is going to teach us about the power of emotional intelligence. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael Cooper. Hey, Greg, Brian, thank you for having me on. Good evening. Michael, Good evening, thank sir. You so Welcome much. again. Yes, thank you for coming. Uh, thank, thankful and grateful to be here. <laughs> i tell you what, Brian is jumping up out of his chest, so I'll let him go ahead with the first question. How did you know I was standing up, Grant? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Emotional intelligence. Tell us tell us what that means. Well, emotional intelligence really refers to the ability to perceive and control and evaluate emotions. And it really means being smart with feelings and being smart about feelings. You know, all of us have emotional intelligence. And when we're using our emotional intelligence we read those cues accurately and we take useful actions. And when we're being emotionally unintelligent, we don't. So what I want everybody to 
really focus on and really get serious about. I mean, you really should take a strong interest in learning about emotional intelligence and uncover what your current skill levels are and discover what you can do to improve. And emotional intelligence, you know what that looks like. You you can break it down into four parts. And those four parts, you you have like two categories. The first category is, is under personal competence. And the second category falls under social competence. Well, with personal competence, which is the collective power of your self-awareness and self-management skills, it's really how you use emotional intelligence in situations that are more about you privately. So when you think about self-awareness, it's, it's your ability to actually perceive your emotions and stay aware of them as they happen. And this includes, you know, keeping on top of how you tend to respond to specific situations and certain people. Self-management, it's your ability to use awareness of your emotions to stay flexible and positively direct your behavior. And this means managing your emotional reactions to all the situations and people. So under social, that's under that's under personal competence. And we'll go into this more later as we go through the show. But social competence, this is the combination of your social awareness and relationship management skills. So it's more about how you are with other people. So social awareness is your ability to accurately pick up on emotions and other people and get what's really going on. And this often means understanding what other people are thinking and feeling, and even if you don't feel the same way. Relationship management is your ability to use awareness of your emotions and the emotions of others to manage interactions successfully. So it's like letting emotional awareness guide clear communication and effective handling of conflict. So when you think about those things, what people need to understand is, you know, we have all of these emotions that are within us. You know, all of our lives we, we have emotions, these feelings. And then the first time we talked on the show, I, I went through, like, what causes our results? Because ultimately everyone wants results, you know, whether you want to improve your relationships or your career achievement or health or wealth. And, and now you just mentioned a very major situation that's going on in Haiti where that is really emotional for some people, a lot of people. Yes. You know? Yes. And... What we want to learn how to do is to control our emotions. And the first place we want to start, we want to think about this self-awareness. We want to become aware of our own emotions, okay? Because once we become aware of our emotions and where they're coming from, emotions, again, come from our thoughts. All of our lives, we've had thoughts, images, and, and ideas impressed upon us that has caused us to think, okay, either positively or negatively, and those thoughts cause us to feel about that positively and negatively, which, which in turn is what has created these emotions we have. So if you're having positive thoughts, it's going to cause you to feel that so emotionally you're in good shape. Whereas on the other end, you're thinking negatively, or negative things happen, as in this case you were, you were talking about, it's going to cause a lot of emotional pain, you know. And what we want to learn to do is become aware of these emotions. So a good exercise, so if you want to write this down, this would be a good exercise. Well, the first thing write down is on the top of your paper, or just, you know, write down self, other personal competence, write down self-awareness, self-management, okay. And a good exercise to do is, you know, either on a piece of paper or carry around with you a notepad, and start to become aware of who you are being, okay? Start to become aware of the emotions you are experiencing on a daily basis because you have so many emotions that are buried alive. They're alive, okay? And they're constantly being surfaced to challenge you, okay? So what you want to do is on a, on a piece of paper, you know, draw a line down the middle. You don't have to do this now. Well, you, you can set it up now if you want 
just something you want to do on a regular basis. It's a great exercise. You draw on a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle. On the on the left side, draw what am I feeling? What am I feeling? Okay. On the right side of the paper, write what am I thinking? What am I thinking? So what you want to do is start taking inventory of these emotions, these feelings you have throughout the day. If you're feeling happy and excited and 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 really focused, you know you're having these happy feelings then write that down. I'm feeling happy right now. And then on the next side of the page over there, you write, well, what am I thinking about that's causing me to feel happy because it's making me emotionally good. Now you have other options where, let's say you're having a a, a negative feeling. Man, I'm really feeling angry right now. Or I'm upset, I'm, I'm, I'm irritated, you know. And you have to ask, what am I thinking about that's causing me to feel this way right now? So I, I, I'm, I'm aware that I'm having a, a negative feeling, a negative emotion. So what am I thinking about right now that's causing me to feel that? Because your thoughts cause your feelings, your emotions. Your thoughts go right into and, and have a, um, a, a direct impact on, on, on that emotional mind, okay, on that emotional muscle. So we need to become aware of what we're feeling so that way we can know what to manage going into self-management. How do I know how to manage myself, my emotions, if I'm not really aware of what they are and where they're coming from? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. You know, I, I, I like the so, fact that you're giving I'm, – I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut, cut you off. But I, no, I no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say this. I, I, I like the fact that you're giving us – some type of help so that we can really pay attention to uh, basically monitor our thoughts and monitor ourselves throughout the day. Because a Mm -hmm. lot of times we get caught off guard. You know, you can be at work and doing something, and somebody can say something that will really just make you angry, or you can go home, even if you're married and with your kids, somebody can say something. But if you're using this method that you're talking about, a person can really – you know, control whenever they go off the fly off the handle or whatever. That's a good point, you know, because what people need to understand, all of you listening, you, you're always being controlled. You're always being directed. Now, you're, you are either being the director or you are having something or someone else direct you. Okay, but you're always being directed. Okay, you're always being pushed in a certain direction, whether it's a positive result or a negative result. And we want to, instead of having our emotions control us, okay, something can happen. And what's really interesting, Greg, is that when you think back to from the time you're born up until now, okay, and all of us are experiencing life in, 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 at different ages, so we all have different life experiences, but you can have, I mean, we have all these emotions that are buried. So something can happen now in, in the present, and it's very similar to something that happened maybe 20 years ago. But because it's similar, it's surfacing up all the emotions that are, that, are, that are similar to that. So you start to react. Most people react to these emotions and allow these emotions to take control, take charge of them. You know? and, and people can do some crazy things. You, that's why you, see on the, uh, you hear it on the news, a woman draining, uh, drowning her, her children in the bathtub. You know, or you know, another story was a gentleman, this little girl was uh, was hiding in the closet and she wanted to jump out of the closet and, you know, and, and scare her parents coming in. And her parents were coming in and they thought she was out for the evening. And all of a sudden they come in and here's some noise. So he grabs his gun and she jumps out and makes a noise and emotionally he just, Boom, triggers, and bam, he shoots her in the throat, and 12 hours later, his 12-year-old daughter's gone, you know. And it's not that, you know, that's what he meant to do. Obviously not. But we have to, and that's a crazy example, you know, but it happens. There's some crazy things that happen out there, and it's, we have to get better. We have to get more intelligent about emotions and where they come from and, and discover these emotions that we are experiencing so that way we can... Start creating. We all have certain strategies on how to improve ourselves. 
you know, how to overcome different situations. Well, some of those strategies may not be working. So you're continuing to experience the same things, the same uh, uh, letdowns or, or temporary defeats or upsets, you know. So what this is all about, you know, especially going through this process of writing down and really becoming aware of who you're being. Who am I being right now? I'm being upset. Well, why? What am I thinking about? You know, let's get really aware of who we are being so that way we can start to learn how to create the, you know, to tap into new learning strategies, okay? Tap into new learning strategies that will help us manage these emotions properly and help us respond appropriately to things that come into our into our life. And that kind of shifts it. So now you're talking about just on a personal level, you have to focus on what's happening to you personally and what's happening to you, you know, as far as managing yourself on a personal level. Now you throw in the other, you know, the social competence, you throw in the 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 social awareness, okay, and you throw in the relationship management. So now you have to be aware of what's going on socially in the circles that you are involved in. Or the people that you, you know, interact with on a daily basis or maybe some you know just bumps into you and comes on, you know, starts talking to you on the street or causes a problem or whatever it might be, we have to be able to control our emotions socially, you know, amongst other people. You know, especially look at teams of people like sports teams, athletes on sports teams or, or, or the salesperson on a sales team in a, in a big corporation. You know, you're amongst all these people, all right, and you have to... Learn how to control your emotions. You know, something might go wrong, something might happen at work, a boss comes out, says something, a manager comes out, says something, kind of ticks you off. Well, you have to be able to control yourself. Don't allow whatever that person is saying to cause your emotions to just go out of control to where you just lose it. And then that's when you do silly things. Okay, the other examples I mentioned were, like, really drastic, but... You can do a lot of silly things when you're out of control. You, you know, know what? A lot I, of people... I wanna... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I want to point out what you said. Um, just to expound a little bit on the issue with athletes, because that's something that has been real prevalent in the media. You know, how you know mm-hmm. we have these sports figures that, you know, that a lot of people look up to, you know, a la Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, um, Roger Federer, Serena Williams. And these are all sports figures that have lately been in the, in the media in a negative light for their social behavior. Yep. You know, I mean, the one that, that, that rings true with me and the one that I can remember um, is Serena got upset at, uh, at a tennis match, you know, and because the lady called a foul or whatever on her, and, you know, she began to, you know, just verbally abuse the lady. And it was something that, you know, wasn't, part of her character to just blow up like that you know but she had an an emotional response to what was going on you know she she was upset and she let the lady have it you know and you know the consequences where she you know she got disqualified or whatever and she got fined and you know it all turned out pretty bad for her you know but just explain that how when athletes you know you know what what causes them, you know, because you see it you see it every day anyway, but you see it more often with people who we believe are supposed to be able to have this thing called composure and such. So, you know, expound on that a little bit for us. Yeah, that's, you know, mainly what you're talking about and what I really love about, you know, what I do is with athletes and coaches that I work with, and it's not just with them, it's with everybody but you're, you're actually talking about athletes right now. So mm-hmm. what's missing, okay, what's missing is emotional intelligence. That's what's missing because all their lives they are, you know, really focused on the physical, going through the physical training. And I'm sure there's – I'm not going to take away and say that they don't have mental coaches because I'm sure they, they do, okay. And a lot of, a lot of athletes have mental, have mental coaches helping them work on their mind game. But think about it. A lot of them may not get into that with working with a mind coach until later on in their career. Mm. And 
you have to go back and see the sooner you can start working. See, I, I have, I love working with children as well because their minds are the most impressionable. And if you can start working with them at that age and really start to help them develop this emotional intelligence, okay, giving them the mental skills, the life skills that are essential to success. See, everyone is so focused on the physical, on the physical, which is really only 1% of it. The 99% of the power, okay, of the world-class act, of the MVP, okay, of the pro bowler, of the hall of famer, comes from this unseen power, this emotional mind, this intellectual mind, this, this power that you don't see. But because you don't see it, no one pays attention to it. Well, I won't say no one. Most people don't pay attention to it because you don't see it. So, you know, that's why in our first call we talked about a little bit about, you know, how there are some athletes there that have been emotionally trained and developed from a very young age, four years old, five years old, and all their lives having someone in their life, you know, to um, have that. You know, me, I grew up and... I played sports, you know, went through school, went to high school, you know, played my sports through school, and I didn't have anybody in my life to teach me emotional intelligence. I didn't have anybody give me the mental or the life skills essential to succeed. I got a lot of love and a lot of nourishment and, a, you know, um, you know other, other things that are extremely important, but... I didn't get that, and they, and they certainly don't teach it to you in school. You, know, you don't learn mental skills and life skills in school. So this is something that you have to go out and get yourself. You have to go out and find it. And that's where a coach, you know, comes into play that can give it to you. You know, it's not that you can't do these things on your own. You can. But most of the time, people don't have the, the discipline, the will to say, you know what? I'm going to just make a committed decision right now that I'm going to every single day work on my emotional intelligence, work on my mental and life skills, become a better man, become a better woman, become a world-class act. You know, it's not that you can't do that on your own. There's, there's, there's people out there, I'm sure, who, have, who are doing it. But it's very difficult. It's a big challenge because you're going against a lot of what you have been programmed to believe from the time you've been born that's been passed on to you, not just from you know, uh, television or radio or friends or coaches or parents. You've you got to think about your parents, too, and their lineage, you know, their, their ancestry going all the way back, you know, their, their parents and the grandparents and the dad, and you're going up, up, back, 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 all these, all these, uh, uh, all this conditioning that's been passed down generation after generation, passing on all these beliefs. You know, are they, are they true beliefs? Are they false beliefs? You know, are they misconceptions? I mean, what's real, what's not? You know, so... You know, you're dealing with that as a major challenge, a major opponent. You know, you're an athlete. You tell me you're an MVP. You tell me you're a true athlete, that, you know, you are it. Well, show me that you're it by stepping up and facing the most incredible opponent of your life, and it ain't on the court. Mm. It's in your mind. <laughs> so if you can do that on your own, I want to meet you because I love meeting people like that. Mike, let me but say this. in most cases... Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I want to say this because I think a lot of people really don't understand the athlete. You have football players and basketball players and baseball players, and they're always taught to never, ever give up. They're always taught that there is a an opponent on the other side. Everything is be your best, never give up, fight, fight, fight. Now, when you have a football player, that's, playing a, that's a very, very aggressive sport that's lifting weights every day, working out and doing whatever. I've noticed that a lot of people, if you, you know, I, I read the papers and I'm just watching the news, and I see the confrontations that people have with these football players. It's like it's almost like the incident that happened with Charles Barkley in Orlando. One of the kids walked up to him with a glass of whatever he was drinking and threw it in Charles Barkley's face. What in the world did he think was going to happen? You know, it, it, it's, it's almost like a, a guy in the military, when he goes into battle, he, he he's not going to think about anything. All he's going to do is do what he was trained to do. 
And, and what I'm trying to say is when you have an athlete out there that's playing or in, in norm, normal street clothes doing his thing, he's still programmed to act a certain way as a child from playing those sports and hearing those things over and over again, fight, fight, fight. Now, a lot of people might say that's stupid. Well, no, it's not because when you put an athlete in a position like that, and if he's not using the skills that you're talking about, Mike, he's going to hurt somebody because when they turn it on, it's hard for them to turn it off. Yeah, it, that's that right. Makes any sense? And, and yeah, I, no, you're right. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, I've actually seen that happen with a football player that tried to avoid it. I mean, he's just like, okay, I understand that you'll say, okay, just go about your business and I'll go about mine. But, no, it's almost like, and people may not believe this, but a lot of people go around to aggravate these athletes, to make them hit them so they can sue them or whatever. And, and, I mean, that happens all the time. But when you challenge them, when you challenge them like that, and I'm not saying what they're doing is right, I'm just saying that they, you know, when you said what you said about being programmed, they've been programmed. And when once it starts, it's on. They're not thinking about anything but doing what they were taught to do. Right, and that's what I mean with missing. You know, know, when you go all your life thinking like that and, you know, always, you know, you're you're around your, your teammates and, you know, you're around your boys and you're around your girls and everybody's talking smack. You look at me, I did. You know, it's a great movie I'm sure a lot of people have seen, and I'm sure you guys have seen, you know, Coach Carter. Mm-hmm. That's a great movie and a great example of, did you, did you recall that movie we're talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you know the part I, I love, that whole movie's phenomenal, but the part I really love is when, you know, they're all, you know, you know they're winning games and things are going well, and, you know, they're starting to showboat and, and do things that are, that are not what, um, they're just not acting like a, uh, like a class act, you know what I mean? They're, they're being boastful, and so on the next day at uh, practice, you know, Coach Carter's, you know, you know, showing them what what it was like for them to be up there, and he's like, "Did you like that play? Did you like that play?" And they're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I did that." You know, and he starts shaking. You know what part I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then and then he goes over to and he goes over to one of the players like to high five him, like, "Yeah." And then the, the player puts his hands up to high five him, and he goes, "No, sir, no, sir." Because we don't we don't behave that way, you know. So you have these athletes that are growing up with this mindset of, look at me, I'm I'm the man or I'm the woman, you know. I'm I did that. I'm the MVP. I'm the star. I'm the ball hogger, you know. And then also you have them where they have this uh, this energy, this 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 fighting, and especially like you're talking about football players. Football is definitely a very aggressive sports, as we know, and even though it's an aggressive sport, you know, and you need to stay, you know, uh, fired up and, and charged and just drive that energy when you're going to tackle someone or run through somebody, I get that, but at the same time, you need to stay in control of your mind. Mm-hmm. You'll be all fired up, you know, you can be all charged up, you know, you can take in the right energy and you can go run people over, but you have to control your mind and do it in a way where this is just a game. Okay, you're just out there to have fun. Okay, you're out there to have fun and play a game that, especially like let's just talk about football, NFL. Where you got about 1,700 or so NFL players in the league, mm-hmm. out of millions or out of billions of people on the planet. I mean, 1,700 or so. Are you kidding me? What a privilege it is that you actually get to. You're getting paid ridiculous money. <laughs> okay, and you're getting all kinds of things thrown at you. Women, drugs, all kinds of things, okay? And getting on TV and getting in front of 70,000, 80,000, Cowboy Stadium, 100 and something thousand people that are just going wild for you. You know, who, who, there's not so many people who get to do that. You know, so that gets to athletes' heads. You know, that, that's, that's their focus. They're focused on that pride. They're focused on the me, me, me. You know, the ego, that I did that, and look at me in the spotlight. I can make a play. I can make a play. I know we've heard that before. Mm-hmm. You know, but 
what has to happen is we have to start getting control of ourselves. We have to become aware of who we're being. You know, I want to be the most incredible athlete on this planet. You know, I want to be the MVP. Well, what does that really mean? Does that mean I'm going to go out and, and act and, and, you know, have behaviors that are going to produce negative results? No, what that means is I'm going to go out and I'm going to be a, a gentleman. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to be a gentle man off the field and with my interactions and everything that I'm dealing with. On the field, I could be the man, but at the same time, stay in control of my mind. Don't allow someone to come up and, you know, push me in the face or, you know, because what, what's going to happen? It's going to have a negative response. You're going to get a penalty or it can cost you, your team uh, the game. You get Let's say you get ejected from the game and you're the number one guy on the defensive line. You know, best sack... That's a pass rusher on the team. The next thing you know, you get ejected for something silly you did because you lost control of your of your mind. Your what, a, what about, I don't know if you remember this, Brian or Mike, but I remember Ray Carruth with the North Carolina Panthers that killed his fiance. Yes, I remember that. It was one of those things. It wasn't something that he, a lot of people said, it wasn't one of those things that he planned. It wasn't anything like that from what I understand. It was something quick. It just happened. How many times have you seen the, the domestic violence? It's just going through the roof right now. And when you listen yeah. to people talk about it, the first thing that they say is, I don't even remember what she said. I don't remember what happened. All I know is she said something or he did something. And now their lives are forever changed because once you snap, you can't unsnap it. You can't pull it back. It's 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 already the damage is done. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely uh you know it's unfortunate that that happens and that's the whole key is 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 why it's so important to really start to learn about how we're supposed to be as human beings. You know, forget who we are. Forget the titles, you know, athletes and or CEOs, it doesn't matter who you are. Ultimately, we're part of this human family. And ultimately, we're supposed to love thy neighbor, right? You know, and what does that mean? I mean, that can go real deep into, you know, trying to comprehend that. It can go so deep. We we can't even comprehend the the deepest meanings of that. And what we need to do is we need to start becoming godlike. When you think about that, okay, when you think about that, you know, what is it, what is it like to be that way? It's, 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 it's someone who's loving and caring and sharing and giving, you know, and and it's, it's creating peace, harmony, happiness, you know, for, for everyone involved, you know. But instead, because of this ego, and I love Wayne Dyer, you know, he has a great movie called The Shift. If you haven't watched that... I would watch it. I've seen it about three or four times, and I've cried every single time because every single time it has just evoked emotions in me that has just created some major breakthroughs for myself to help me become aware of who I've been and who I want to be so that way I can start making changes to start getting the results I want. But it's just you really have to get serious about this. You really have to get serious about focusing on who are you being right now. Because whatever you're having in your life, whatever you're experiencing is just a reflection of who you're being and how you're doing it. So you want to be being a righteous being, doing the right things. I mean, what's more important, to to do things right or to do the right things? Mm. You know? Mike, and when you start to do... Go ahead. Do you Do you ever experience people, when they lose control... Do you ever experience people that they're really, really, they really are sorry, but they really can't? Once they click or whatever it is that's making them angry, they they really can't control it. I mean, you, yeah, there's plenty of people that go into a rage, and it's because they 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 don't have they don't have that that intelligence of the, of the mind. They they don't understand the connection, and they haven't developed it. You know, it's a these are these are like mental muscles. So when you think about the physical muscles. Are you talking but about that, something similar? Something as similar uh, like road rage? I mean, it's a split the second. It, it happens so fast. Yeah, it happens so quickly. It could be road rage. It could be somebody saying something to you that just really ticks you off, and 
you lose it. And this has to deal with what I said like in the beginning when we have we have emotions that are buried inside, that are buried alive. They're alive. And some of those emotions are tied in to past experiences that may have not been good. You may have been, you know, uh, abused as a child or or, or raped or, or gone through uh, whatever. You, you could have gone through some serious situations that have just really caused some emotions that are alive within you that are just very strong and powerful. And just because you may be having a happy moment right now and, and, and having a great day and you're, you, know, you think everything's swell, if you're not aware that those emotions are down there, buried alive in there, you're going to have trouble once in a while, which is what's happening. So that's why this whole exercise, as far as discovering these emotions, as far as, you know, why am I, why am I getting so angry? Like, all she said to me was, you know, pick up the, the, my coat of dirty clothes off the floor. You know, something as silly as that. And I, why? What am I getting upset for? What am I get, what's this feeling of, I'm even feeling a little rage right now. Like, I want to go off. You know, why? Mm-hmm. So, so we... So we got to start becoming aware. I mean, this sounds, it's a, it's a lot easier said than done, you know. And most people won't do it because of laziness, because they're, they're, they're comfortable. You know, they're, they're used to being how they're being because it's what they've been programmed to be all their lives. And here comes a new idea. And Michael's talking about emotional intelligence and giving us exercise and how to become aware of our emotions and how to figure out, where, you know, what am I thinking about that's causing that emotion and, and then how can I start managing, how can I start learning new um, uh, skills, how can I start creating new skills, new strategies to help me overcome these, to, to, to start taking control of my mind so I can, you know, so I'm, I'm walking around aware of who I am. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a loving, righteous being. And I'm, I'm here, thank God I'm here. I am thankful and grateful that I am here and I get to experience my life and I want to be nice and loving to people. I want to control my mind. Somebody comes over here and throws a drink in my face, which has happened. It's happened to me. I've had a lot of things that people have tried to do. And back in the day, yeah, I probably outraged and, and retaliated and, and did something stupid. But now, no. Now, if that happens, you know, you just, <laughs> you, have to, you have to be able to laugh. And you have to be able to laugh at that person and just be like, wow. You got me, guy. You got me, kiddo. I hope you had it. Was that good for you? Because <laughs> it was good for me. I, did you get what you wanted to get out of that? Did it, did, you, did it make you feel good? Is it over now? Wonderful. Have a wonderful day. And you walk away and you control yourself. And so what? You go wash off. You put on some different clothes and... Life goes on. What's the big deal? Something happens, and then you make it mean something. You know, somebody's going to come over and do something to you. You are the one who makes it mean something. You make it mean something good, or you make it mean something bad. Mm-hmm. It just happens. That's it. Just is. Everything just is. And you decide what you want to make is mean. You know, you know? I was just talking with um, a friend of mine. Um, she's a college student, and I've known her ever since she was six years old, you know, and she uh, affectionately calls me her goddad, even though I'm not, and, you know, we were having this conversation about something that had happened to her recently, and the one thing that I told her was to, I said, take something out of every single situation you're in, you know, I said, even if it's a negative situation, find the positive, you know, somebody tells you to shut up. You know, find the reason why you ought to be quiet. <laughs> you know, somebody doesn't like you, great. That's one less person you have to really think about. I mean, there's always a positive, even in the, the worst type of negative situation. You know, um, we were talking about earlier with Haiti. The worst thing that could have possibly happened to that country did. But the positive in there is that it showed the outpouring emotions uh and the emotional response that a lot of people had to go and do something about, you know, the plights in Haiti. So even that, as bad as it is and as bad as it was, you could find positives in it that, you know, now that that the adoption process for people who are trying to adopt Haitian children has has been streamlined and it's it's happening faster. Now people are actually seeing that, you know, 
there are a lot of things that need to be fixed over there. There are a lot of problems that people are having that now they're starting to address. So there are positives, even negative situations. Hello? That's true. Oh. That's so true. Are still online? Uh, yeah, we're still here. I don't know if we still have Michael or not. I think we might have lost him. I'll, I'll get him back on the line, Greg. But, you know, it, it, it's such a sad thing when we have uh, people that are out there this, that that are really out there hurting uh, so many other people because they don't understand that that what they're doing is destroying families. And you have children that are there that are sitting there watching their parents fuss and fight and argue. I mean, we can go on and on about these types of examples. And I know that at times I may fly off the handle and say some things that I shouldn't say. It happens all the time, and I don't think any of us are exempt from it because as humans we we will get caught off guard. We will become angry because everybody is not going to treat you the way that you're trying to treat them. And I'll go even further to say because you're trying to go out of your way to be nice and be polite, you're going to have people that's just going to come up to you just to test you, just so that they can make the the bad and ugly side of you uh, control the good side of you. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really sad. I don't know how much of that you heard, but I was just I was just saying that things happen so fast and it's changing the way kids are. It's just changing their shape, their, their makeup in life because they get. I know you guys have heard of, uh, you know, wife. The wife got angry because her husband didn't didn't close the loaf of bread correctly, or he didn't put the ties back on it. And from just something as small as that, you know, if she's raising a think about that, or if he's raising a think about something, and it just blows. It just goes off and it escalates into something that somebody may lose their life or a child may see the parent being arrested for what? Just because he he, he or she reacted instead of thinking. It happens. And those are, those are learned behaviors. Yes. That is Growing up all your life and, you know, you pick up those things from people that you're around, parents, you know, and... Uh, you get into other relationships that could be aggressive, and it can come from so many different angles. You know, TV shows, you see movies. You know, we think in pictures, so when you think about that, I'm, I, I mean, think about all the images that you have stored in your uh, little memory bank there, um, all the movies and the TV shows that you've watched, and and also images that you picked up on just in real-life experiences. So you you may have watched a movie that was like that. You know, you had a character in the movie and all of a sudden you start to in some way pick up on that and relate to that character and start to act like that character. And it's it's not really who you truly are. You know, but you're 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 taking on a behavior that was learned through watching a movie or listening to something on the radio or you follow what I'm saying? Mhm. You know, so that's a that that happens all the time, and that's why even kids nowadays it's it's awful because they're spending so much time on video games or you know, that DS one thing and you know the Wii and all these other things and you know uh, an interesting thing that said to me today was like you know you know you check because I have three young children myself so you know is it going to be it, it's going to be at a point where children are going to be more comfortable you know being in front of a a computer screen than they are going to be of a real human being, you know? Mm-hmm. And you have all of these games that are aggressive and fighting and, and wars and, I mean, all of this is just, all those images are just being impressed upon these little minds and, and they see it and it looks cool and it sounds great and then people are, you know, having, I mean, look at Facebook with these mafia wars and all this, stuff. I don't get involved with any of that type of stuff. And, you know, but people are doing that you know, I, I happened to get in a conversation with a, a, a gentleman the other day who is an older gentleman, and we were talking about, you know, what, what each other did, and I was like, well, what do you do? And he's like, well, I'm, I'm unemployed. 
I'm like, okay, so what are you looking to do? He's like, well, right now I just, I just spend most of my day playing Mafia Wars. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, this is the type of, this is, this is what this person is, is learning. This is what he's deciding to tap into, to connect to. So, so, so is it hard to believe that eventually, over time, who knows how long, that he's going to start to behave and produce results similar to that, to, to, to those actions that he's that he's he's partaking in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know okay. so that's what's happening. Yeah, and it's just that's what's happening uh, in so many different arenas. You know, Mike, but going back a, to that. Yeah. Real quick, Mike, uh, we have a caller, and I want to try to get into the caller and see okay. if they have a, a question or a comment. Okay. If I can get to them. Caller from the 845 area code, you're live on the Abundant Solutions Hour. How are you? I guess they're just listening, Mike. We have a couple people in there listening right now. But go ahead, Mike. You were going to talk about the athletes. Well, I mean, you see these athletes, you're talking about, you know, what was it, Serena Williams, you're saying, an outburst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you get these athletes that, um, they have this mindset of also, you know, kind of a, uh, an expectation of certain things. You know, I, I am who I am, so I expect certain things to happen in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a false perception, you know. And when it doesn't happen, well, let's, let's, I don't know if we talked about this on the first time I was on, but I certainly, it's just popping up right now, which kind of goes with this. You know, what causes upset? Did we talk about that last time? What causes upset? No. Go ahead. Well, there's, uh, you know, there's three things that cause upset. Okay, broken agreements, undelivered um, communication, and unfulfilled expectations. Okay, broken agreements, undelivered communication, unfulfilled expectations. You know, so if somebody's an upset, you can account for one of those things. It's not all of them at the same time. And I'll give you a silly little scenario. So let's say you, uh, you know, Greg and Brian, you guys say, hey, we're going to meet over at the coffee shop at 2 o'clock so we can talk about the next show. Mm-hmm. Super. Okay, so you just made an agreement with each other, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And now you now you have an expectation. I expect that Brian's going to be there at 2 o'clock. And Brian, you're like, I expect that Greg's going to be there at 2 o'clock. So now, and you've communicated that. Okay, so right now everybody's happy. So now, Brian, you get there first, 150, you know, now it's, now it's getting 155. Greg hasn't shown up yet. And in your mind, you may not be taking anything yet because, you know, you're close, you know each other. But now here it comes, you know, 158, 159, you're not hearing anything. And now you're starting to get a little anxious. You're maybe starting to get a little uh, frustrated. You know, is he, is, he, is he coming? And he said, we're going to be here at 2. And I expected him to be here at 2. We agreed to be here at 2. Is he coming? And, and he hasn't called you yet, right? So there's no communication. Let's say it goes past 2 o'clock. And it's like 210, 215-ish. No communication. Okay. Well, now the agreement's been broken because he wasn't there too. Your expectation of him being there is unfulfilled. And he didn't call you, so he didn't communicate with you. So he didn't deliver the communication. So you're upset in all three, all three levels. And you're just, you're an upset. I'm upset. And it might not be an upset like you're ready to rage and, and beat him up when you see him. <laughs> it, it's just you're disappointed. You know, you can, you can have a disappointment that comes over you. It could be just a small uh, feeling of upset, right? Mm-hmm. Where now if you back up a little bit and they'll say at 155, 158, 159, now, you know, you're starting to get a little anxious again. But now Greg calls you and says, hey, Brian, hey, man, listen, I got a little pad up here in traffic. I'm almost there. I'm just parking. I'll be over there in probably like five minutes or so. Well, you're going to be like, oh, no problem, man, no problem. But, you know, just take your time. Don't rush. You know, get here safe. I'm here. You know, I got a table or whatever it is, and I'll see you in a few minutes. So he delivered communication, okay? He, now you created a new agreement. Because now you just agree, no, no, it's okay. He's going to be here in a few minutes later. So you see how that all plays out and how it creates upset? Mm-hmm. Now, we create this upset all on our own as well. We we have all kinds of false... We, we make these agreements and these expectations we have all on our own. You know, you, you can expect someone to do a certain thing. Like, I, I expect you to give me that call, okay, on the tennis court, on the football field, or whatever it might be. That's a horrible call. I expect you to to give me that call, right? You know, so 
you create this expectation. You made this agreement of yourself for like, you know, if I do this, they're going to do it. You know, I know he'll do it. I know him. He knows me or she knows me. I know what's going to happen if I ask him. Or, and then when you go over and you ask him, hey, or when it doesn't happen, then now you're an upset again, and, and the other person has nothing to do with it. Right. <laughs> you know, but you've created this expectation within yourself, and now you're having these emotions come over you because of what you're thinking, which is false thinking, and the result of that is you're acting out in, in an irresponsible way, and it's producing a negative result. Mm. So that, that really, when I think about these athletes, I think that life falls in line right there somewhere, somewhere in there or another. You know, somebody they have these expectations. Yeah, I think somebody needs to go in and really explain it. I know that the NFL and the NCAA and, and Major League Baseball, they have all these different things out there. But I've never heard of anything as far as preventive uh, thinking. You're really watching yourself. I don't, know if, I don't know if there are anyone out there that's really teaching these mental skills, these life skills that are essential for their success. You know, there's... Um, um, because I, I, you know, with, with, with certain organizations that I talked to and I shared some of the information that I had and some of the coaching programs that I used, my philosophies and methodologies, and some, some of these coaches who've been in the NFL for 15 years or so have told me, I've never, I mean, there's definitely, they told me, there's mental coaches, but I've never seen anything like this. And this will certainly have an impact on people. So I heard that, you know, I wasn't really surprised because, I knew I was bringing something that was unique, that was different. Mm -hmm. Because, but at the same time, it was a big confidence boost knowing, like, it was almost like, you know, it was just a, man, you have something here. Mm -hmm. And and you know, it's unfortunate right now, but here's where I have challenge and it doesn't make me give up because I know what I have is really going to have an impact on people. You know, I have, uh, you know, there's, there's, Plenty of athletes right now that are getting ready for the NFL Combine coming up, okay? And they're going to these private training facilities, you know, around the country, going to a six-week training program, you know, for strength and conditioning to get them physically ready for this NFL Combine. They're not really doing anything. Now, I'm not saying that they're not getting any, you know, mental, you know, they have to have some mental toughness to get through that. They, they certainly do. But they're certainly not being taught the mental and life skills along with it, you know, and that's unfortunate, and I, I had an opportunity, I, and I think it's just, I was talking to a facility that brought in athletes to do this training, and they they pitched it over to the, to the, um, to, to their agents, because you know, their agents are the ones who are pretty much are investing in these, in these uh, players to go through this training, because any any second speed faster, any any type of increase in agility or or skill, obviously can mean millions of dollars in money, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So when they when they pitch to them what I can provide, because I put together a whole six week outline of how I can work with them on the mind game, okay, giving them the mental and life skills. They they didn't get it. They they didn't get it, and they were they were closed minded in, in a way because it. It brought to them information. It brought to them a new learning strategy that goes against what they've been doing all their lives and in, all, and in their careers. They never had something like this presented to them before. Mm-hmm. What? You want to teach them how to, you know, have better relationships or teach them how to set, discover, and achieve goals or what? You, you want to teach them how to have a, um, a winner's image, you know, from the inside and, and, and you want to talk to them about, you know, having, you know, creating a success puzzle and having certain pieces of the puzzle in place in order for them to have success, not only on the field but off the field? You mean you want them to be, you know, they're just, it was very fascinating. And at the same time, like, wow, I have a lot of work cut out in front of me to really start creating an awareness of what's going on and what's available out there. You know, what's available to help these players I mean, make a, a tremendous change, make a difference, make a difference, helping them understand how to create a purpose and vision and goals and go through that whole exercise, like I talked to you about last time. That that exercise alone, and also going through 
the exercise of discovering who you're being, what you're doing, and what you're having, those those alone create aha and breakthrough moments. But but nobody's doing it. Nobody's doing it. So uh, you can get me in front of people I can talk to to explain it to them. Give me a holler. <laughs> because I, 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 I'm here. I want to go and share this information that has come to me. It's not coming from me. And I say this every single time I talk or speak to a group or an individual. I'm like, hey, it's coming to me from the man upstairs for the purpose of going through me to all of you. I just, I'm thankful and grateful for being chosen to be doing what I really love to be doing, which is this, speaking and coaching and helping people improve their lives, but every area of their lives. So many people make mistakes at thinking that, you know, I'm a different person on the field than I am at home with the wife and kids. You know, I've made that mistake. Mike, we all have to understand. What's that? Mike, if someone wants to get in contact with you as far as speaking engagements, it'll basically just have you come in and speak to their employees or uh, football team or college, NFL, baseball. I mean, is there a certain target group that you want or you just come speak to pretty much anyone? I will speak to anybody that has a pulse. <laughs> wow. Because... I mean, I, I love the athletic arena because I'm an athlete myself, you know, so I love going into that type of arena. I also love going in the corporate arena because I spent many years in the corporate, you know, in the, the medium to large size corporations and spent many years in staff development and training and personal growth and development and behavioral change. And, and if you want to contact me, I mean, you can go onto my website, you know, coachmichaelcooper.com, and, and there's, a, uh, there's a page on there that says Invite Michael to Speak. And there's a form on there so you can just, you know, fill out the form and it pretty much tells me, you know, what, you know, what type of organization it is, how many people in attendance, you know, what the topic is you want to talk about, um, you know, all that good stuff. And I'll get that. I'll contact you. We'll talk about it. You know, let's engage in conversation. There's, there's, there's no harm done in, in getting engaged in conversation with someone who's willing to share information that can change everything. And to, 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 to expand upon my answer to your question is who I like to work with, I like to work with, I like to make a difference in people's lives who also want to make a difference. Mm. I like that. I like that. You know, so you, you can find me on there. My contact information is on there, you know, coachmichaelcooper.com. And you'll see it's really geared towards athletes and coaches, but I have a page on there called Universal coaching, and that just gives you information, you know, for any of you out there who want the same coaching philosophies and methodologies that I use for the athletes and coaches, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. And I challenge you to contact me. Whether you do something or not, that's a totally different story. Whether I decide I want to do anything with you or not is a totally different story. I'm very serious about what I do, so unless you are prepared, okay, let's just put it this way. When I talk to people, okay, I will discover what your needs are, okay? I'll uncover that real quick. And in the process of doing that, if I, can, if I can show you how to get what you want, okay, if you're serious, if you're serious, and you're prepared to make an investment in time and money in yourself, let's rock and roll, baby. But the biggest part about that is the commitment. Because... You can come with me. You might have the financials to do it. I don't care about the fine. I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because I love to help people. But I want to work with people who are serious because unless you're willing to show up, I'm going to show up with my A game. I need you to show up with your A game and follow exactly what I ask you to follow and do it exactly the way I ask you to do it, and I guarantee you'll have results. The only way you don't get results with the philosophies and methodologies that I share is because you are not making a committed decision to act on it. That's the only reason. Mm. True right. words have never been spoken. Yes, nice. Right. Paul, I think we're almost out of time here. I just want to thank Mr. Cooper again for coming on the show and giving us so much information. I've been writing. I've filled up about two pieces of paper here. <laughs> and, uh, the one thing that I, I want to say to all of our listeners is that, you know, this 
this all starts with you. This whole thing about emotional competency and emotional responses, they, they, they start with you because you have to be aware of yourself and the one who created you. And with that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us. We ask that you come back next Wednesday as we'll have another exciting show. Hit us up on Facebook, MySpace, Twitter. We love you all. Good evening, and God bless you all. <laughs>